0: Welcome to the Living Prayer Podcast hosted by Gateway
1: House of Prayer. My name is John, and so happy that you can join us. Hey, we want to encourage everyone who follows Jesus to pursue a life of prayer. We've seen that uh, take place in our community, in our own lives, and we have a different people that we look forward to hearing their insight on.
0: So, this episode is going to be just Tim and I talking about uh, where we're going with this podcast, uh, talking about uh, how Gateway started and uh, where we're going to go with, with this ongoing podcast. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about our testimony as well. So thanks for joining us and I hope you enjoy it.
1: So Tim, tell us, tell us about Gateway, how it started, who started it, and where we're at now. Yeah, so Gateway's, I mean, it's had a really cool history. I've only been a part of it for like four or five years, so... I don't know a lot of it firsthand, but from what I've um, heard and learned over the you know, last couple years is mm-hmm. that a group of people got together um, kind of out of a revival that took wow. place in the area, and they started praying and worshiping and just, uh, I think they also took like a trip down to IHOPKC, um, and they just got so burdened to see a place of worship and yeah. prayer rise yeah. up to the Lord. Um, so they started meeting at the building that we, you know the prayer room that mm-hmm. we now have. Yeah. Um, started worshiping. Um, there was uh, a shift then, uh, like about a year into that, um, uh, with leadership, and then um, then after that, uh, Jimmy Nyman, who's mm-hmm. still a pastor in the area. Um, kind of led a relaunch um, mm-hmm. for Gate, and it was called Gateway then at that point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, th- that was in 2005. Um, so about 18 years yeah. ago. Yeah, a long time. And they started building just by um, they would have, you know, equipping services. Yeah. They would, you know, encouraging the body of Christ to pursue prayer and all of that and then uh, inviting people to take watches. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it took about three years for mm-hmm. uh, enough people to get involved that we were able to have like a prayer chain going 24-7. Yeah. So that happened in 2008. Um, so 15 years ago, wow. and uh, from then on till now, like there's been a lot of different staff, different volunteers. It's just yeah. kind of been this revolving door. But um, God has blessed Gateway mm. as a house of prayer to be a place that um, has had that continual love Consistent. for the Lord yeah. ministry, and a lot of it is like you know uh, this vertical worship, mm-hmm. um, vertical prayer. You know, yeah. Uh, but also uh, carries out into people walking into the prayer room for getting sure. prayed for yeah. and. Um, so yeah, that's pers- a bit about Personal connection with Jesus. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, and then, um, why don't you, why don't you share yeah. a little bit, like, how does it, how does it, how does it work? <laughs> like, if yeah, you're, you know, so like, you already
0: touched on it. We got, we got volunteers early on, and then mm-hmm. after three years, we got a consistent group who wanted, yeah. who caught the heart of prayer and worship yeah. that, that we able to take to our blocks. So right now, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure how, how that, how it started in that way, but, mm-hmm. um, Right now, we're doing two-hour blocks with some devos mixed in with it, and then every... What are, what are devos? Like, devo, yeah, devos <laughs> being worship sessions, an hour-long an hour long worship yeah. session. That live people, music, usually. Live music, yeah, singing, song. Um, and uh, two-hour watches, and watches are just people taking a block of time to just mm-hmm. dedicate it for prayer. And that can look in various different ways, whether that's prayer for the government, mm-hmm. education... Uh, the map or country, um, wh- whatever they want to pray for family, whatever it may be. Um, so, right now we have a hundred, correct me, how? Little, a little bit over a hundred. Yeah, a hundred volunteers, volunteers uh, consistent with their watch. And then we have, I think it's like 50 churches represented yeah. in our community in Lancaster County. Um, and uh, that's just in house, but. Every evening we have 7 mm-hmm. to 9, whether that's uh, some Monday night's family watch, Tuesday's equipping service, and so on and so forth. You can and look those at us are, yeah, yeah, those are like
1: group times for people yeah. kind of come together. They lead it, like we don't, like the staff doesn't yeah. lead all of those, yeah, yeah. we lead the Tuesday nights, yeah. but uh, people come together
0: and just yeah, like play yeah. together. And, and we, again, better. we do have a, a small staff team that, that, that covers every area, whether it be mm-hmm. logistics, whether it be outreach, whether it be... Um, like Reaching out or leading the nights and like getting mm. those things, uh, or even connecting with volunteers. Yeah. Um, so, we're part of staff, and then we have um, an outreach team that churches will contact us, whether it be worship or prayer, and yeah. just ask for us. So, we just got an ask yeah. um, to, to go out and worship in different places. That's new. Wow. That is that's, new. That's, that's yeah. pretty new. And you've yeah. been
1: helping with that. Yeah, concept.
0: so I, I, my role at
1: Gateway is to, yeah. to lead outreach, worship yeah. outreach. Uh, so, yeah. that's been fun. I love that so much. Um, yeah. What is one of the like coolest things that you've seen or even heard of like happening in that yeah. atmosphere?
0: So during one of our evening watches, mm-hmm. the Wednesday night uh, education watch, um, they just started a year ago getting together and having a student-led uh, prayer and worship yeah. time. And in that, um, we heard this one testimony. I was in Uganda at the time. Um, We heard this one testimony where uh, a blind woman comes walking in with a cane and two helpers. And the students were having their own prayer time. They break up into smaller groups, and then these kids, they see this blind lady, and they're like, hey, do you need any prayer for anything? And she was like, you know what? Yeah, I do, I'm blind, so can you pray for that? (laughs) So these kids, full of faith, just prayed for her. And I think they prayed like two, three times and yeah. then and then they pray uh, she opens her eyes and, and she's like, Wow, I can see like I don't know I don't know their reaction but the kids this is the testimony. The kids are like, Oh cool and then they went off and did their own thing again. <laughs> so it was like that that's kind of the testimony, but the, the coolest thing was they didn't the kids didn't tell anyone actually. Right. The woman walked out. She walked in with a cane, yeah. and she walked out holding her cane up, and some parents saw this lady <laughs> who walked in the gateway and walked out with this right. cane above her head. Yeah. And they're like, what happened? So the leaders asked the students, like, what happened? And then they told them, yeah. like, they prayed for this lady, and she got healed. Yeah, I think that's the coolest, the coolest testimony I've heard from from Gateway, um, and obviously wow. we have various different healings. Yeah. We have very di- various different emotional heart healings, family healings, just reconciliation, just so mm-hmm. many cool things that God does through prayer and worship. Um, wow, that we get to just we get to hear about these things because we're yeah. so close to it. Oh. Um, but what about you? What what is what is something that you really enjoy
1: about Gateway? Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah, th- I was thinking that I'm like I feel like there's two things. as yeah. you're even talking, one. I think it's really cool to see the body of Christ um, come together outside of just like a denominational mm-hmm. or like local church expression Yeah, um, and I remember that really marking me when I first came in like even to like the Tuesday night services mm-hmm. and like realizing that like a lot of people are coming from different churches, different yeah. backgrounds and I think like I've just had a heart for that for a long time to see like you know I mean we're all on the same side here like mm-hmm. we're all a part of the same kingdom and yeah. Um, So, like, you mentioned the different churches that are represented through the volunteers. Mm -hmm. and I actually feel like that's one of the coolest things (laughs) about, like, Gateway. I mean, we have a church uh, next door, Effort Community Church, that has really um, blessed us so much. They've covered so much and allowed us to have the building open and have um, so many of that, what we do, we couldn't do without them. But they've always said, like, hey, this is not for African Community yeah, yeah. Church, like this is for a region, yeah. um, and I love that open-handedness, um, so it's not it's not just like a prayer room for the mm-hmm. church here, mm-hmm. um, but it is, they, they've offered it up, and um, and so there's these all these volunteers, you know, coming from like even Mennonite churches, Brethren mm-hmm. churches, you know, you have your charismatic churches, evangelical churches, yeah. um, even some like more high church, like people coming, yeah. and, because the cool thing is like prayer and worship the pursuit of God is—it's—it's it's for every yeah. single person. It doesn't yeah. matter, and uh, you know what denomination you're part of. So, like, that's one of the really cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I get to be um, specifically even more invested in is the internship that we run. Yeah. Um, so you—that's how I met that's you. How, that's how I came. What? Three years. Th- ago. Three and a half, three years ago. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So I remember. I remember that man. You—you walked in, and Caleb Knoll told Noll, you yeah. about the internship. It was a couple weeks before it started. Yeah. Right? Yep. And you have been praying, or you can share a little bit about yep. that. But yep. anyway, the internship is uh, three months mm-hmm. in which we really call it like a set apart season. Mm-hmm. So it's, a lot of it actually is about removing mm-hmm. other voices and other like distractions that yep. have just kind of cluttered our, our hearts and minds and then learning to apply ourselves in the place of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we have like different requirements. I won't get into all of it, but yeah. um, it's on our website yeah, and stuff yeah. people can find out. But what I what I loved about that is I was part of like uh, discipleship kind of like missions mm-hmm. for a while. And um, what's cool about embark the, the internship we've run is that it's all built on like time alone with Jesus. Yeah. And like it's just yep, like yep. it's like I always tell people, like it's really not that cool if Jesus doesn't show up. It's or true. If, like the yeah. presence of God doesn't meet you, it's it's pretty boring. Yeah, like, yeah. But we just finished one of the internships, yeah. uh, our I think it's our sixth now uh, yeah. that we've run. And the amount of transformation and heart work, soul work, uh, yeah. foundation that happens yeah. through it for each person, yeah. it just, like, just blows me away. And yeah. it reinvigorates me for to sure. pursue yeah, yeah. Jesus. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I freaking yeah. love that. I think that's really cool. And, like, to see the transformation and
0: people coming to Gateway to pursue Jesus and having that, that place yeah. to be able to do it. And, like... Like, yeah, we'll get into it a little bit later yeah. but I'd love That's to cool. hear how how you came to know Jesus but also like how you yeah. how um,
1: like what's your journey a little bit um, okay the short version yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah dude Jesus Jesus really pursued me ever since I was a kid mm-hmm. like you can honestly say that um, I was raised very very in a very um, conservative and uh, devout yeah. family yeah. like my parents cared a lot about Mm -hmm. God. And so they taught us to read the Bible since I was like six. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) like Just reading the Bible every day was very common practice. Um, But as with most people I've talked to who Mm -hmm. are even raised in a healthy environment, there's always that choice, that point of choice where you kind of decide, you know, am I going to pursue this personally or am I not? And um, when I was a teenager, like I had a lot of like doubts and Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, just I I was I thought kind of deeply uh, for my age I think, Um, but I also had a lot of fear um, even from some false teachings of God's nature and character. So I was really like, like my kind of lowest point. I was pretty young and I remember just like going to bed and crying because I was so afraid I was going to die in my sleep and go to hell. Like that was like for years. Like I was just like so scared of doing anything wrong. And so of course I tried to please people. Mm -hmm. I tried to like obey my parents perfectly. Like I was just and um but. Yeah, I mean eventually you can't sustain that. Like no. you so I remember like earlier and then in my teens like now I'm like 13 14 I kind of just like was like I can't handle this anymore. This mm-hmm. is like so difficult. So I just tried to have fun, try to make friends, try to be But again, like didn't know my identity, so just always always trying to be a pleaser for yeah. the men. and and um so yeah, that was hard. And then I stumbled across some novels and I like I love sharing this man because I just the power <laughs> of God can come through so many things. So anyway, long story short, it was, uh, Ted Decker, if, if you've read some of him or heard of him, Mm -hmm. he wrote these novels that are, you know, they're young adult fiction, but they shared this, usually a character that Mm -hmm. was like God and uh, this being of perfect love and, uh, an invitation for the characters in the novels to like get to know him and like fall in love with him. And, uh, that just blew me away. Mm -hmm. I was just like, man, if that is God, if he's that real, that loving, uh, and he wants that de- a depth of relationship like that. I want that, and so that yeah. kind of rest of my teen years I was looking for that, um, looking for it in the wrong places sometimes. Yeah, um, for sure. Looking for it, but um, I was about seventeen. Things started to change, yeah. and I got uh, my hands on some books that uh, led me into YWAM Youth with a Mission. Come on. And went to New Zealand for six months. Did a discipleship training school, and I started like hanging around people who you know really loved, like, loved him and. And knew his love for yeah, them, yeah. and that's what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I've been around a lot of people who tried to please him and tried to love him. But I didn't know people who were just like, "Yeah, God's mm-hmm. in love with me." Yeah, <laughs> like it was crazy. And and so went through that journey, yeah. man, and um, I fell in love with God too, and I just recognized like who He was as a father, wow. um, who He was even as a bridegroom. And wow. um, it was after that that I <clears throat> came back home and I found Gateway cool. and. I just wanted, I wanted to be in a place where I could go after him, mm-hmm. like, there's something about that, you know, the verses that Jesus shares in Matthew, of like, ask and you will receive, like, mm-hmm. seek and you will find, knock mm-hmm. and the door will be open to you, that like, um, I had started to discover, like, there's something about pursuing God, yeah. like, putting yourself in the place of prayer and even fasting, um, yeah. that just connects you to him and He he begins to fill you. So, like, I wanted to be around that. Found Gateway, yeah, um, I remember I walked in and the director at that point was Luke Weaver and he, uh, this is like a week after the first time I, I was there, it was a Tuesday night, he was sharing about watches. that, yeah. need, You know, I was, you, yep, you were yep. sharing about the two hour watches and they needed some people to help at nighttime. So I was like, you know, sign me up. I'm just this kid <laughs> off the mission field. I'm like, I wanna do something radical for yeah. Jesus here. Yeah. So like praying at night, let's do it. So I signed up for a two hour watch, Sunday mornings, 12 to 2 AM mm-hmm. and started coming in. And Previously, I think a lot of my prayer life had been built around like a corporate kind mm-hmm. of setting. Um, like even with YWAM, it was like a lot of energy, yeah, like yeah. a lot of like intercession times. But now I had to learn how to feel like two hours yeah. of just like prayer. Um, Dedicated. I would just like <laughs> yeah. pace around back and forth. <laughs> and just like, I, I thought I had to like verbally pray the whole time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like <laughs> no one told me that like, you can just sit and sit. listen. <laughs> but I eventually get, <laughs> kind of figure that out. Yeah. Um, I started bringing a guitar and just yeah. like, just. Hardcore, Mm -hmm. just going for it, and the presence of Jesus started meeting me, bro. Like, in even deeper ways than in those group times that Mm -hmm. I had gotten used to. Like, like I just sit there and like the presence would come, and I would hear very clear. It was just like, dude, I still look back as like one of my favorite, most formative times of my life. So, um, I did end up staffing, and Mm -hmm. then uh, I came like at YWAM, so I left. I was out of the country for about a year. But when I came back, I had it on my heart to serve at Gateway right in some at way, at and, yeah. and the director who is now our director, Benita Keener, who Woo! everyone's gonna know and Here. love yeah. soon, um, if you don't already. Um, she she invited me in on a night watch team, mm-hmm. and I started uh, joined that, and um, so good. It's been a, a like shoot like Five four years? years, four years, four and a half years. Really? Yeah, since I started. That's it. I think.
0: As a little staff little. team, okay. like gotcha.
1: when I was a watch leader, that would have been five years. Five years, gotcha. Oh. So anyway, yeah, it's crazy, man. And That's I've awesome. just grown. I think I've grown to love it even more than yeah. like ever. <laughs> wow. But what about
0: you, man? Yeah, how did you? My, did my you journey. In? My journey is is a crazy one. Um, so I grew up Christian. My family came from a very conservative church, mm-hmm. and then we exited out of that. My parents were pursuing Jesus, but we, were, us as kids, we were kind of like ripped away from family, from mm-hmm. like what we what we knew. So our pursuit of Jesus, they didn't force it upon us, right. but they would always encourage us. Yeah. So my mom in particular, she's the reason that I'm still here wow. and, and pursuing Jesus today. Um, and every time I had a question or an inkling of like, like, who is Jesus? Or like, like, how do you pray? Like, why do we read the Bible? Mm. She would, she would always be there, like encourage me wow. back yeah. to Jesus. And I had a big journey of like my up and my down and yeah. like, like going to youth group and then and then not going to church for like five years, six mm. years. Um, and uh, I got into, um, nicotine, alcohol, pornography, um, Mm -hmm. and just those things. My, my, my view on God was I need to get myself right before I can pursue him, but I always wanted to pursue him. So I had this conflict in my heart of like, man, I want to know you God, but I can't, I feel like I can't know you right now. Wow. And so that always held me Mm -hmm. back from actually fully pursuing and and laying my life down, which I look back at these years and I'm like, man, like God, you were with me even through that. Yeah. Um it, I came to the point in that cycle. It was a cycle for about like 6 years um where I told God I was like I remember it clear's day. I um I was in my bathroom and I was mm. like, you know, God, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. And I was mm. like I had just like done something that I knew I shouldn't have done and I was like God, I'm done with you. I'm I'm tired of this cycle that I can't break. Mm-hmm. Um but a month in that moment a month later I was going on a missions trip that I had previously agreed to what? so I had just said, God I'm done with you i don't want anything to do with you and I'm going on this missions trip wow so I remember almost having like a panic attack on the plane I was like like what am I doing here like, yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing like I'm on a missions trip and this is for God even though I just told him I'm done with you and I remember okay, just simply man. praying just like God if anything comes out of this uh, out of this trip let one person come to know God come to know you yeah simple prayer. And the first night I had to share my testimony. Uh, share my testimony. <laughs> lie out of my butt. Uh, wow. Uh, like out of my like. Yeah. And um, I remember going back to the hotel and just just re- like just reflecting and like feeling really mm. like dirty. Mm. Just like man, why did I just lie? Why did I just like tell people that I'm doing this thing that I'm actually not doing? Mm. And I just started journaling. I was like, God, I don't know what this feeling is, but I'm not going to let my feelings get in the way of what you want to do on this trip. Just made that declaration, not even knowing what I was doing. And then the rest of the trip was the long story. But the rest of the trip, I just saw him in different ways. And by the end of it, um, I just got filled with the Holy Spirit. And Whoa. I come home. Uh, nicotine was the Wait, hardest what, thing. How, how did that happen? So I, I don't I don't know how it happened. I, 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 every time I try to explain it, I yeah. don't know what it was. But I remember we went back to the hotel room on the last night. And they asked me to pray. And I just started weeping. Just started, like, mm. just, I could not control, like, weeping for, like, 30 minutes to an hour. And I just could not control, and I knew something was different in that moment. I come home, and actually, on the plane ride home, I had to strike a conversation with the people sitting next to me, lead them wow. to Christ, just, like, pray with them. Wow. Just, like, my first experience, like, filled with the Holy, <laughs> Holy Spirit. Let's go, And I come man. home, and I, uh... My addiction, so nicotine, which was the hardest thing for—nicotine and pornography, the hardest things I had had to shake, yeah. just completely left me. Didn't have a, uh, an urge for it or anything. Wow. And I can't explain anything other than Jesus. It wasn't me doing it. It was completely right. God and the Holy Spirit that set me free. Wow, so that happened, and I, I remember a year goes by, and I'm like, man, I'm just like— I need community, and I need I need something to to like to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was pursuing God every time I come come came home. Actually, this was the one another thing yeah. that I knew that was different. I hated reading growing up, yeah. and then I just had a love for the word. Every time I came home, I was just like hungry, just like on the edge of my seat, just like mm-hmm. just wanting more. So me and my sister started going to ECC a little yeah. bit, and I started inviting her out. Um, and we started getting a little bit connected there. And I remember one time, or they, they were doing a 21-day fast at ECC, yeah. and I had agreed to do it. So I was like, you know what, I want to pursue God more. I don't even know what fasting is, but I'm going to try it. So I did two 3-day fasts, like no food in that 21 days, and I did a 21-day media fast. Yeah. And it was just like the best thing I could have done. Um, so the first day of my, my food, first food fast, God told me to go to Gateway House of Prayer. And I had never been here before, so I was like, you know, what, let me try was it. Was it snowing? It was, it was, was snowing. Snowstorm? It was snowing. <laughs> and I was like, I God, do you want me to come right now? And he was like, yes, go. So. Um, wow. And so I come, and I meet Caleb, like you had already mentioned. He yeah. prophesies over me. takes me out to dinner, tells me his testimony about YWAM and, and Embark.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was like,
0: like he was telling me more about Embark. And it was a Tuesday night, too, yeah. from 7 to 9. Wow. So I was like, he was like, hey, you should come to, come to 7 to 9 tonight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sweet, okay. Uh, and I come to Gateway, and I'm like sitting here during the service, and I remember seeing you up front. You had just come <laughs> back, or you were just about to leave for Uganda. Yeah. And wow. um, yeah. I see you up front and you were jumping up and down. I was like, who is this guy? Like, this guy must Let's be see. faking it. Like, <laughs> he's gotta be, because I'd never seen that before. No, and then no, I yeah. found myself on my face that night, just like mm. just like. in, but uh, long story short, um, I ended up doing Embark, ended up being the best time of my life. Like, just like, like you said, yeah. it just like caused me to learn how to pray, learn how to um, just spend time with Jesus. Yeah. Um, and then Benita asked me to join staff after that. It was like, I was actually like, gonna say no, and then God clearly said, "Join staff." Wow. So I joined staff as a Night Watch um, co-leader with Caleb Knoll, and we did. I did Night Watch for about six months to a year. And just in, in that time period, and now mm-hmm. my role here is now um, uh, worship outreach. Yeah. Uh, so,
1: Love but it's you, been man. a cool journey. Wow. Jesus,
0: Jesus has pursued me throughout this whole time. So. Yeah.
1: Let's go, man. Yeah, man. So cool. It's it's awesome that even now a couple years that you know since you walked in like we've been able to grow in our friendship too and like it just it's just awesome to be with a a brother who's after the lord man for sure so um dude let's talk about the podcast a little bit and why we're doing this Mm -hmm. um and even for those who don't know maybe um i'll I'll just share a little bit about like we had a podcast so we did we started my (laughs) friends and i podcast three years ago something like that close to yeah. It, yeah yeah and our heart was really simple it was just like we want to we share, testimonies. share testimonies of people who are walking with Jesus yeah. and so a lot of it was based more like we'd spend the whole episode just kind of dialoguing about their mm-hmm. conversion and mm-hmm. like how they entered into that um, so we had like I want to say almost up to 30 different, guests? 30 different I guests, counted one yeah. time yeah. I could yeah. be wrong and like we did like four seasons Something like that. Three and a half. Four. Three and a half. Yeah, we got we got a little bit <laughs> we did. busy at the end of yeah, um, so it was a little bit harder, um, but it was really cool. Even just the way that, that mm-hmm. um, seemed to resonate with people and um, the testimonies that came, yeah. um, and people really just drawn to the Lord yeah. um, through some of that, and so. Uh, but it was it was real real basic. We had just like one mic, one mic in at the first and no no visual recording all voices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um but we had a lot of fun. So yeah. it's still there. It's still hanging out it on is, the platforms yeah. if anyone wants to go listen to it. But through that process and then getting more involved at Gateway, we, we really wanted to carry over mm-hmm. yeah. some of what we learned in that to say, hey, like specifically on the place of prayer, mm-hmm. um, how can we incur be encouraging yeah. people? Yeah. Um so yeah, um, how is, how is the podcast going to like work or, you know,
0: yeah, tell us a little yeah. bit about that. So we're going to be doing, uh, t- uh, once every two weeks, so a bi-weekly mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. and, uh, our goal, like you already had already mentioned it at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, is to, uh, bring in local leaders mm-hmm. to, to share what's on their heart and, mm-hmm. and, and their lifestyle prayer and like what God has brought them in. So it's going to be a bi-weekly podcast, bringing in the guest, having them share, um, that and then, um. Yeah, I think I think
1: I think that's uh, that's about it. That's about <laughs> it. Yeah, there's not <laughs> yeah. much to
0: it. it we'll it, also be we're... having
1: people from like Gateway who had yeah. testimonies yeah. Um, and just dialoguing around that yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah, just but it'll be interview style uh, podcast, mm-hmm. um, which will be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So why thought
0: Why Why living prayer? So like our podcast yeah. name is Living Prayer. Right. Why do you? Why is living a lifestyle of prayer important? And why do we need to share that?
1: Yeah. So it was really cool. I mean, it took us a little bit to iron out a name. Yeah. But one of the things that we've talked about, you know, is that prayer can initially feel like an activity Mm -hmm. that we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember asking someone like growing up, um, I even kind of came from a background that was a little bit more like, you know, God knows exactly what's going to happen and everything is kind of like, kind of determinist. Yeah. Um, at least that's, as a young person, that's kind of how I understood some of yeah. the theology that was taught me. So I remember being like, well, then why do we pray, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and the answer I got um, that stuck with me was "Well, Jesus said to do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if that motivates you to, to, to pray, uh, that's awesome. But for me, I was like, well why did jesus say to do it you know what i mean and the more i've looked at the new testament the more i realize, you know they didn't just talk about prayer as like Mm -hmm. hey go go do this and then and then do the other stuff you know or or even like this kind of pragmatic approach Mm -hmm. of like Mm -hmm. which i've heard often too like you know nothing gets done except for prayer so if we want to get things done we got to pray yeah Um, and i just feel like the more i've 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 learned um even just from our experiences Mm -hmm. at gateway and just cultivating an atmosphere of prayer like that only leads you so far, yeah. But when you actually start saying no, like uh, there's an old song by Keith Green, mm-hmm. "Make My Life a Prayer to You." Yeah. I want to do what you want me to. Um, and I remember hearing that as a kid, being like gripped by that. Mm-hmm. But like that idea, um, and Paul says it when he says like pray without ceasing. Yeah. It's like your your life itself becomes like a conversation yeah. with God and. And that just makes everything you do holy like yeah. you can, you know, yeah. if, if if you enter into it with communion with God. And so, like, um, the idea, I think, behind living prayer is that, like, prayer becomes a life of its own. yeah, And it becomes uh, a way that we just we live yeah. and we have our being, yeah. we move, you know. So I think that was part of it. Um, yeah. And also to see, you know, again, like, even though we have a prayer room and mm-hmm. we're, like, committed to, like, intercession and, like, you know, just sitting alone with God, mm-hmm. um, but we also and Benita, mm-hmm. our director, has yeah. really, really shown this into us that like the prayer room doesn't stand the prayer room, you yeah. know. Like yeah. ideally, God's Spirit is getting in our hearts, and then outward as we, you know, mm-hmm. go into our jobs, into you know education or whatever, um, into you know marketplace type things yeah. or just neighborhoods, yeah. you know, like your neighbors, you're you're carrying that yeah. that um, encounter with God yeah. to other people, and so like. I think the other thing, and the people we want to bring on, are people yeah. who have cultivated, you know, a life of devotion to God, but mm-hmm. also who are engaged in culture yeah. and who are um, actively, you know, letting the revelations that God's giving them yeah. and teaching them. Influence the people around them. Which that's it. It's
0: not. It's not. uh, We pray to do. It's we pray and we catch the heart of God. Become. Yeah. 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 And so I think that's a little bit of what we're after. Is this Mm -hmm. um, we're praying, seeking the face of God, and Mm -hmm. as we as we pursue Him more, He makes things clear of like. Like this is where I want you, and right. this is this is what's on my heart. Mm. And if we love the Lord, then we'll then we'll be like, yes, Lord, and go. Right. You know, um, so oh, I on. think that's where that's where we're like we, we want to invite these people who have, who are in the midst of that 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 are that are lovers of Jesus that that want, are pursuing them yeah. daily in this in this ceasing this 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 pray without, without ceasing. ceasing yeah you know uh, and, and it's, pray without ceasing doesn't mean like you said like yeah. it's not you didn't come in a gateway you did come in a gateway yeah. and thought you had to pray two hours verbally, <laughs> right yeah, yeah but prayer is more than that it's right. it's it's this heart posture of like god i will sit and listen yeah. silence is worship silence is prayer you know yeah. and, and listening come whether on, that man. be i've even learned that like my worship is intercession. And so, like learning, yeah. even just like learning what that looks it's like, a bigger and picture, it is, yeah. and it's, yeah. and so like in that, like um, we wanna we wanna look at the practicals, yeah, and 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 just the yes, the simple yes mm-hmm. behind prayer, yeah. in that. So if our heart posture is the yes, mm-hmm. in in pursuing Jesus, then we're gonna see these things happen. We're gonna see the things that that are yeah. on his heart, just 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 on our heart, the burden of the Lord, you know? On, so yeah. I'm excited, I'm Let's excited it, to man. see what the Lord does and, and, and what he has to say, um, even in our region, and, yeah. and see where this goes, so Dude. yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining uh, Living Prayer Podcast. Hopefully that our testimonies were encouraging to you. Um, We believe here that the Spirit of Prophecy, the testimony of Jesus is the Spirit of Prophecy. And wherever you're at in your journey, um, I I just pray that God, you continue to seek Jesus
1: in prayer and and in your your quiet time with Him. Yeah, we're really stoked um, about what God's doing here in this region and through Gateway. um, And we're just... Really hopeful that um, you'll, you know, either if you're if you're in the area, you can come check out what we're doing. Come to the prayer room and pray. Um, we have a website, um, gatewayprayer.com, that you can visit for more information. Um, and as we're launching this podcast, um, we love if you, you know, find this content helpful and you want other people to, to hear what we're talking about. Uh, if you consider um, subscribing wherever you're listening to this, um, maybe leaving us a rating and sharing it uh, with others, that would be super helpful. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to and believing for that this would be a a, a way, not just at the ministry of Gateway, but even into our region. um, It would be an encouragement. It would be um, uplifting to the body of Christ. So thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we look forward to being back in the studio again. Cool.